Making it in business isn't about spreadsheets, this or that. It's about guts, tenacity, and above all, street smarts. Join Sarah Shaw as she talks with successful entrepreneurs about all the hard-won lessons they've learned on the mean streets of the business world. If you've ever felt stuck, stifled, or even just scared to get out there and make your mark, you'll learn how even the most successful entrepreneurs overcame failure and found the power to move forward. So forget about learning about business in school, because all you need to make it big is a street smart MBA. And here's your host, Sarah Shaw. All right, Sarah Shaw here for another episode of Get a Street Smart MBA. And I'm really excited to be talking to Renee today. Um, she is the inventor of Banana Loca, which I happened to see on Shark Tank and thought it was a really cool invention. So I invited her here to chat with me today. And what's really interesting to me sort of about her bio is that the first sentence actually says that she and her uh, business partner, Bakara, I think hopefully I'm saying that right. Bashara, yeah. Bashara, yeah. Uh, frequented invention trade shows to share in like their discovery of cool gadget finds. And one day um, Bashara was talking about eating Nutella and bananas together as a child in his home country of Lebanon. And Renee commented about how her 15 nieces and nephews, whoa, um, <laughs> loved banana slices with peanut butter. Like who doesn't, right? I mean, I kind of grew up on peanut butter and banana sandwiches after school, sometimes sticking in a few chocolate chips. My mom wasn't looking. And so then they got the idea of this banana loca product was born sort of out of this conversation. And because there was nothing like it on the market, right? They just went to town inventing this thing. And kind of, you know, one of their things is sort of saying the word banana just makes people smile because it is kind of a goofy word. Um, and that they love helping families, you know, get all this delicious food into their bellies and have something yummy in the process. So I'm really excited to talk to Renee about her business and how things got started and their experience on Shark Tank and where that's led them. So welcome, Renee. Thank you, Sarah. And I think you did a better job at the background than my mother and my sister when they try to like tell oh, yeah, people about it. So, worst, thank right? you. <laughs> um, so, so it really grabbed me when I was reading your the bio on your website, um, which is bananaloca.com for everyone, is that you were talking about how you you guys went to these trade shows together to look at inventions. So what inspired that? I mean, why would you even do that together? I mean, alone or even together as, you know, friends. Mm -hmm. So Bashar and I actually met because I hired his digital marketing agency, which he actually still runs now, back in 2010. So we got along so well and just over business lunches, we're sharing um, different activities and personal hobbies and that just came up in conversation. And so um, I actually worked with him at three subsequent companies. I brought his agency along with me throughout part of my career. And um, we basically just used it as more of a, a social connection once we no longer work together from a day to day for us to then just have an excuse to get together and hang out. <laughs> so like, did you go to like the New York gift show or as I know you're on the East coast, like what kinds of shows did you go to and what were you looking for there? 
I mean, what was no particular, no particular agenda whatsoever, but similar to what you said, just unique and interesting things that we had never seen before. Um, but also a lot of it was just discovery online as well on different, you know, foreign global websites that just give you insight into how other countries cook in the kitchen and, and use different tools and different recipes. So it was not only in person, but also hunting and finding things online. Cool. And did you guys do anything with these products or was it just for inspiration or looking for things to sell to other businesses or what was the outcome? So initially it was just to make some fun recipes and, and to have a good time. But we always said that if we had found something really interesting that we would bring it to the North America market and look to distribute as, as part of a business model. But the conversation that you you mentioned when he was talking about his childhood in Lebanon, I was talking about my family. It was kind of the inspiration for the idea. So never have we talked about inventing something. It was more sourcing and then distributing. Got it. Okay. And so, um, did that did that sort of lead you guys down the path to feeling? confident when you came up with the idea for Banana Loca? I mean, you'd seen all these things and saw what was possible for other companies. Is that, was that what gave you the like, yes, we can do it? You know, it was just too crazy not to, to be honest. We did a lot of, you know, consumer testing once we had our prototype with families and whatnot in terms of functionality, but um, it was just our own like SWOT analysis that we did. And and just kind of believed in the idea from the beginning and just said, we're gonna go for it because it's just too fun and crazy not to. So we both just had that little spark feeling and we're like, okay, like this is, this is a fun and potentially lucrative idea. And so tell us a little bit about the process. I mean, you already talked about how you did market testing, which is great a necessity, right? But, but how did you even like, make the actual physical product. Do you have one there you can hold up and show? Yes. <laughs> so we have banana loca. I actually have it ready to go if we want to demo it a, a oh, bit of later. Of course we will want to. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, so it all started with an industrial designer. So we had bought a whole bunch of different um, kitchen utensils or tools online and we tried to put them together ourselves to see in theory what could work because it's really hard to get viscous material like peanut butter and Nutella through a narrow channel, which would be like the core of a banana without having to core the majority of the banana, right? So we enlisted help with an industrial designer um, to really help us come up with ideas and concepts. And we had a couple really good prototypes, but weren't getting exactly what we needed in terms of like, uh, a grandma, you know, with arthritis being able sure. to, you know, push this material or it being really intuitive and easy for a kid to be able to use, not just like mom or dad. So we partnered with that industrial designer and an actual industrial designer firm just to get more diversity of thought. And that particular company is called Design Think, and they really took it to the next level and came up with the, the device you know, that you see here. So um, it was a long, it was a long process. It was a feat in physics, that, you know, <laughs> in order to, to make this happen. And honestly, it was, it was really fun. Um, the product you see here is probably 
you know, sixth generation, little things that we've changed and added along the way that we learned. So for one example, the nozzle is not perfectly circle, Sarah. Right. It's actually like shaped like a crescent moon in order to let the air escape so the banana doesn't burst. Originally, oh, it was circle. Yeah. Um, we put rubber feet on the bottom so that way it doesn't like slide around the countertop and you can easily use it. So just all these little things that through the testing and just through the different versions in order to get to the, the best product. So when you say it took a long time, what was the, from the day that you had the idea working with all these different design, industrial designers to that, to this prototype, what was the length of time? It was about nine months. Okay. So that's, I thought you were going to say two or three years. Yeah. <laughs> it, it took a while, but like once we hit the pedal to the metal, we, we wanted to push it forward. So, and do you produce that in the U S or overseas? I forgot. I know you mentioned that on Shark. Tank. Yeah, we produce it in China right now. Um, we love to one day be able to produce it here, um, in the United States. It's just cost prohibitive at the moment. So we're looking sure. for different grants and different ideas to be able to, to make that happen, to bring it over to these shores. Um, but we have a really trusted, wonderful, great factory over in China who produces our products. who have been a, a wonderful partner to get this off the ground. They too have helped with like some of the um, actually uh, design changes, not just the industrial firm from their expertise in, in doing product production. So that was a, a fun learning as well. I'm sure. And probably a godsend too. Yeah. And so part of the market research, it was interesting to me that you were talking about anybody from a grandma to a parent to a child being able to, cause you have to squeeze it, right? So you push down the lever. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, um, you know, just for anyone listening, doing this kind of market research is really important because of the dexterities for this particular project. So if you have a product that does take some dexterity connection with your hands and your brain, right? And, and whether you have strength or weakness in your hands is something that you definitely want to try out in the age range of the people who are using your product. Um, but it goes it goes beyond that, Sarah, because it's also um, the original design uh, was a bit larger. And the feedback that we got was, you know, there's only so much kitchen cabinet space. Right. So how true. can we make it where it actually disassembles um, and like packs into each other in order to be compact, in order to not to take up too much room in the kitchen? Right. Um, but also, besides from a user perspective, there's a business thought that goes into it because what size box does this fit in when it comes to packaging, right? And how much does it weigh? Does it take you over different thresholds for USPS, for DHL, for UPS, for FedEx? So well, and also for shelf yeah. space in a store, right? Exactly, exactly, yep. And so does it come all fitted together in the smallest box possible, right? Yep. And mm -hmm. so you could, if you dried it correctly at home or dried it all the way at home, you could actually re-put it and put it back in the box and store it in a cabinet if you wanted to. You or, could. You know, if you were that kind of person. Um, <laughs> or you can just, you can, I mean, if it's used every day, somebody may just leave it out on their kitchen counter, right? Uh, yeah, a lot of the times people can't use the box because they actually give this to their kids to color on. Um, to color it cool. in and we, we found and that's the fun part of 
um, actually being active and running your own social media, especially in the beginning, because there's just a lot of learnings that come from um, people asking how to assemble the product, how to use the product, how to clean the product. Um, so that was one of the fun things that I discovered online is that um, kids using it as like a, a coloring page, essentially. That's cool. Um, so speaking of social media, we can just kind of move into that. How, how do you use social media to grow your brand? Yes. Um, so we're on all the majors, right? Facebook, uh, Pinterest, Twitter, but YouTube, the really the big ones for us right now are Instagram and TikTok. Um, I had to learn TikTok and become a part of the TikTok generation for the brand <laughs> um, to be able to connect with influencers, to be able to understand um, what kind of hashtags you use to be discovered, what type of content resonates when you're building out your content calendar. Um, so it's it's been really um, interesting from just a business perspective, but also fun to connect with the consumers themselves. So I noticed on your website that you offer, uh, I don't know, 10 or 20 recipes for people to make different uh, banana loca treats. So do you do, do you incorporate those? Like, do you do uh, slow-mo videos or, you know, different things and show those on social to get the interaction? I mean, how, what kind of, what kind of interaction do you look for on social media? Sure. I mean, we want to give our content the most likes possible, right? So um, when you're filming a recipe, it's like, okay, the long format for YouTube, but what kind of edit can you do for an Instagram reel or an Instagram story? Um, because of the different audiences, you have to think about the different content that, that works for them, but also that platform and um, the different options you have there for, for posts. And it's also the still images that you could pull from the videos, right? Um, the one fun thing that we've done as part of our brand is actually like cartoonize our actual photos just to make it feel, you know, fun and with, with the loca mascot theme. So it's also then how can you adjust the content to give it new life as well. So repurposing it in different ways, editing, cutting, cartoonizing it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. And, um, and then what about email marketing? Like, do you guys do a lot of email marketing? How often do you do it? What are you finding is working for you? Just cause I know like, since the pre there's like pre COVID life, COVID life, now we're kind of getting into post COVID life and, and all those different levels of connection, right. With people mm -hmm. who have varied over the last two years. So just wondering sort of how you guys handle that. Sure. Email marketing for us is one of the most successful ways to communicate to get directly into the inboxes. So before we launched the brand on our website, we had a, a pre-sign up where we would make sure we tell people, you know, you'll get early access, you'll get a special coupon in order to build our list early. When we did a Kickstarter, same thing, we, we built our opt-in list there. That way, when we launched, we had uh, a built-in subscriber list to be able to market to. So email for us um, is definitely like very strong when it comes to the amount of open rates and clicks and engagements that you get versus like putting a social post out into the world. So um, definitely there'll be one that's coming up for National Banana Day in April at minimum. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> And, and do you rely on ads at all or has, have you just been kind of word of mouth and organic? 
So we have done no paid advertising to date. Um, we just wanted to start small initially and everything that we've had has been just a natural viral that's taken place, um, helped by the Shark Tank show. So it could be in our business plan in the future, but for right now, especially we're dealing with supply chain issues when it comes to China, we have um, great success from the show, but that means we sold a lot of inventory. So we're actually waiting to get our next container loaded in. So for right now, we actually are not trying to push too much marketing and email, not too much social and definitely no paid to make sure that we don't go out of stock on Amazon. And <laughs> we're just letting the, the viral wave, like riding the viral wave and waiting to do some of those tactics till we have some inventory on shore. Yeah. And when are you expecting that to come in? So we have enough, we think, to carry us um, into later March and hopefully the beginning of April where we'll get our another load to okay. kick it, as I said, into gear for that National Banana Day. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so talking about Shark Tank, I'm sure everyone's waiting to hear about your experience there. So I wanted to know what led you to decide to go, you know, pitch yourself for Shark Tank, first of all. I was an avid watcher. Um, prior to putting my hat in the ring. And it felt just like a, a natural fit for us in order to get some exposure as well as potential funding. So we went to an open casting call in New York City at the Javits Center, waited in line with the, you know, the hundreds and hundreds of hopefuls, you know, at, at three in the morning to get a nice and early spot. At that time, we had a store-bought banana uh, to come with us as like our hype banana and had our 3D printed product as our demo. Um, and 60 seconds, we just we just went for it. And the producers loved it, which was awesome. We actually got into the Business Insider as the one product I highlighted back in May of 2019, if you could believe it, Sarah. And yeah, yeah I know it's a long process. It's a long time ago. Um, and at that time, you know, we were, we were pre-revenue. We didn't have any sales. We hadn't launched the product yet. It was still a concept essentially. So <laughs> the producer said, well, sometimes, you know, that, that can work, you know, the sharks want to see some proof. So we said, okay, we're going to wait until we at least do the Kickstarter. You know, we get our, um, Amazon up and start our own e-commerce, um, on our website to have some solid sales numbers behind us. And then we picked up the phone again and say, hey, how about season 13? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so what, what became of that? I mean, you know, you guys had some offers, you, you left with a deal. And is that something, you know, who did you, who'd you make the deal with in the end? And did that actually go through? And how's that going? So Robert actually um, made an offer, but we decided to go with Kevin uh, Mr. Wonderful, AKA, and um, Mark Cuban, because of just the joint power of having two sharks versus one, it was sure. just quite attractive for us. Although, um, you know, we loved Robert and, and we're very appreciative that he he wanted to take uh, Banana Loca into his, into his portfolio potentially. So um, we've, since the show, we've formalized a partnership with Mark's team and we're inking one right now um, with Kevin. So it's not necessarily a joint within the negotiations that happened post, um, but there's definitely work to be done together with both sharks. 
And so, and what, what are you gonna, what's the plan with Mark so far from your contract with him? So the plan in general is to right now, make sure that we um, look at new channels, right? So uh, hopefully the QVC type of thing is in our future and the home shopping networks um, into bricks and mortar stores, right? So the Walmarts of the world, the targets, but also potentially um, not a new version of the product per se, but uh, developing a new banana loco product for food service. So you can actually sell the bananas stuffed. Think of that like an Annie Ann's or like a ice cream chain or a smoothie place type of thing. So we're thinking beyond just the actual consumer product as well. That's cool. So right now you don't sell in any brick and mortars. You just sell on your site. We, we actually have had a lot of um, people reaching out abroad. Um, oh, we have, I think, one store that we sold wholesale um, into in Pennsylvania. So there's a couple of mom and pa, um, but not the larger retail chains just yet. Yeah. And so are yes. you, and are you, yeah, of course. I mean, it's going to happen. Um, I mean, I was kind of, kind of picturing that you guys were maybe in like a ton of gift shops or small kitchen stores across the country already, or, you know, um, Whole Foods or places that could sell, that sell small little gadgety things in, you know, in like a small little section or even Trader Joe's or something could sell it next to the you know. We love that idea of Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. That sounds great. Um, and um, and so you were saying that you're you guys are even talking about opening your own sort of you know pretzel stand or ice cream store, right? Style. We wouldn't be opening our own. It would be partnering with existing um, chain businesses in order to um, leverage the what would be the food service version of it in order to sell a new food okay. offering. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so they would add it to their current offering. Yeah, I'm not it looking would, to get into the restaurant business. It, just it wouldn't be like your own banana loca stand in a mall. No, but that yeah. sounds fun. So who knows? Yeah. Um, and so how being, um, congratulations on oh. the, the Mark deal and the, the Kevin deal in the workings. Um, so um, are they also going to be helping you with manufacturing and trying to get that part of your business either at a lower cost or obviously possibly helping you bring in a larger volume I assume too sure it's kind of three-part when I think like um Mr. Wonderful has his Chef Wonderful brand so we would love to do some videos and partner with him on his platforms um for content production we would love to lean on the sharks for optimization of current manufacturing contracts and um logistics as well help there and also just opening some doors right and, and helping with negotiation with some of those retail chains yeah because I mean obviously once you hit those chains your production level is gonna skyrocket yep. right you're not gonna bring in one container you'll bring in five or ten or whatever um yeah and are you finding that the supply chain, like the flow, I mean, China seems like from what most people I work with or people I know, you know, have said they're still, they're kind of working on a 60 to 90 day turnaround right now, but it's the shipping, right? Getting it into the ports here. Are you finding yeah. that that's lightened up a little bit in the last few months or it still can be in not a, not a two week turnaround anymore, but more like 60 or 90 days to get your product delivered? 
It's uh, still very much so a challenge. So A, um, they just had their new year. So the Chinese factories like literally closed down for the better part of a month. So you have to take that into account in your production timeline. But when it comes to the container ships and and the sea freight, it is, it's still a bit of a nightmare, to be honest. It's a very much so a challenge. Um, right now, there's still bidding wars going on for getting placements on ships. And the cost is seven to tenfold that we were paying two years ago type thing. Um, so there is still supply chain issues that are very real. You know, there's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel, but we're, we're nowhere out of the woods just yet. <laughs> I didn't know if you had any like secrets, you know, about what was. Oh, I will take yeah. if anyone yeah. watching this has any. Please, <laughs> if you own yeah. a ship, let me know. That would be amazing. Yeah, right. air is just comment. Yeah, air is just not an option. Um, just for the sure. the weight and the the size of our products, right? So, um, but there's been fun interesting challenges along the way like when the you know the canal got closed and there was a backlog that just created a you know a chain effect down the ripple on the line when it came into um our port we we come into the um port of new york and you know it can the ship can get there but if there's not people to offload it and space to offload it so there's been a lot of logistical things that we've learned and have had to problem solve and deal with but that's part of kind of how I look at this project that like I got my MBA without going to school because now I've learned so much about the design process the manufacturing process the shipping and logistics that (laughs) are just a world that I had never you know taken a a peek into before so it's been good learning. Right. It's like getting all your different hats on, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hat this morning, design yeah. hat, right? <laughs> Recipe making hat. Um, and it's learning all the acronyms, right? It's like, oh, the FOB. And like when you're talking to people, it's like, okay, that's freight on board, right? right. Like, like having all those cheat sheets for, you know, things, words, and names of plastics that you never knew existed before. So, yeah, you get a, a new vocabulary yeah. when you're an entrepreneur <laughs> as well. Yes, right. I know you have to have your cheat sheet like kind of taped on the wall in case somebody you're you got to sound, you know, fake it till you make it right. Um, (laughs) uh, That's so cool. So I'd love to see a demo if you want to show everyone a demo of your product. Sure. Okay. I'm going to tilt my. Yeah, tilt your screen down. So, all right. So here we have the banana loca. I have peanut butter in this today. Um, Bashara loves Nutella. You can put in whatever you want, yogurt, jams and jellies, honey, fluff, um, whatever you fancy. So the first step is you take your lovely banana. Um, You don't want it too green. You don't want it too brown. So, um, and you don't want it too, too curved like a smile. So you got to find the good bananas. And we're just going to cut off that little tip there because it's a little hard. Um, the first version actually of our product, Sarah, we had a, a quite um, a sharp core um, that would be able to, to pierce through that little nub. But again, wanting it to be safe for kids, um, we just said, go ahead and, and, and cut off that tip. That way our um, core can be blunt. So it's like safe to use sure. for kids type of thing. So this is our straightener that you're gonna take the cut end tip of the banana there and put it into the straightener. And it's really easy. You can just straighten it with one hand there to make sure that you're giving it a a good angle in order to put your core in. So we're gonna go ahead 
and we're gonna insert the core into the banana and you're gonna not cover the hole so we can let the air escape. And when it's fully inserted, we give it a little twist because the core is actually oval at the end and not circle in order to break off the core on the inside. We put our thumb over the hole to do a suction and ready, the fun part. Da, 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 da. There's <laughs> the, the inside of the banana, which um, in the in the summer I freeze it and give it to my dog as a little snack. Um, I've even put sugar and cinnamon on these and, and fried them up a little bit. So we don't want to waste the core. There's plenty of fun things. We have a couple recipes on our website of what you can do with the the core of the banana. So you can see here, da, 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 we have our little cavity. So you. Um, Put whatever the filling you want and you take this is the handle that i was saying that we wanted to make it easy for everybody to use and you push the handle down you can see i'm just doing it with one hand here until you see the filling come out of the very tip of the nozzle so once you get the filling right there you take your cord banana and you simply hold it gently with one hand you insert into the nozzle and you don't have to do much you just push down and when you do the filling actually pushes the banana out Oh, interesting. Yep, and then duh, 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 duh. you have a banana. Let me cut it so you can see the inside of it. And there it wow, is. Wow, so you can just peel and eat. Yeah, it's it's really great because um, when you're giving it to kids as a snack, Sarah, when you peel it and hand it to them, it's, it's already in its little packaging, yeah. right? And they're not touching the slippery slices of the banana. They're not touching, you know, the peanut butter that we spread on top. You know, they can just go ahead and, and take it. Um, you know, for my nieces and nephews, I actually leave it in the peel and we'll put it in a little case and they can take it off to lunch and have it for later. I sometimes eat these post-workout because they're really good from like a protein and potassium standpoint. Sure. So they're just fun and useful. Totally. And I saw one of the recipes. I didn't read the whole thing, but I was looking at your recipes and you have even ones where you can chop nuts up and put it into the peanut butter or the Nutella or jelly or whatever you're doing, right? So it, you could get a little more protein with a bite or two by adding- Sarah, that. I've taken it well beyond that. Yeah. All my recipes, I have an adult version that pairs it with the different alcohol for, for that. So you can have like French. a boozy banana too. Um, you know, if you take the fluff, you put a little bit of vanilla um, cupcake, like vodka, and you put it in the freezer and then in the summer it's just like a nice little snack by the pool it's that's um you can, you can have fun with <laughs> that sounds awesome you'll have to put out the banana loca cookbook um that's really great well it was really fun to learn about your business and and hear how successful you guys have been so far and it's really exciting that you've got these deals going on Shark Tank and I'm sure we'll talk again in maybe like six months and see how things are going and how it's changed the face of your business because I'm always interested, right? I mean, Shark Tank was, they, was created, right? To help American businesses grow and they've done, I mean, such an amazing job and, and really brought so many businesses to the forefront of the American you know, I essentially, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. And I love the little recaps that they do and show the updates on, you know, how a company went from, you know, 600,000 in sales to 5 million in sales and 
Um, and I just find it so inspirational for so many entrepreneurs out there. And I know that it takes a lot of guts and tenacity and, you know, nerves, right, to get on that show and just like spill the beans and answer all the questions and be prepared, right, for whatever they're going to throw at you, right? Um, and, and it's got to be a little um, scary, I, I would think, I mean, you know, people are like, a lot scary went on there. I'm like, I'm too scared. <laughs> I mean, I was very thankful that I had my business partner, Bashara. He's so smart. He's so articulate that I knew like if all else failed over here, that I could just turn to him and, and trust him. But <laughs> those, over, entrepreneurs, yeah, those entrepreneurs who go in there and walk in there alone, like it is, it is very, very just brave and intense. And so I have so much respect for those individual entrepreneurs who, who walk through those doors and take the five on by themselves. Yes. I've same here. Um, yeah, I, when I had my last invention was sort of the beginning of shark tank and everyone kept saying, you should, you should go on there. And I was like, no, this is not, it's not a big enough product. You know, I was kind of, you know, cause you're essentially a one hit wonder right now. Right. And I was a one hit wonder that came in 12 colors, but it was, you know, it was so new in the show and the, it was maybe season two or something. And I was like, new way. <laughs> well, we're hoping it's actually not a one hit wonder, Sarah. We're hoping it's an evergreen product. Um, so we're doing a lot more videos where you can like core cucumber and put cottage cheese um, to take your, um, let's see, zucchinis and put some cheese like whiz in it. Um, there's cake and cupcake decorating. So that's part of the future of this as well as making sure it's not a uni tasker and what else can you use it for in the kitchen? That's awesome. And even you could morph it, right? I mean, if it doesn't work correctly for like a cupcake, you can redo your tooling and packaging and make it so that it fits a cupcake and does the cream inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's really awesome. I love that you guys are exploring the cucumbers and the zucchinis and, <laughs> and all the different things. Oh, and the churros too. That was a fun right? one. Of course. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Well, good. I'm so glad. It's really great to meet you and to Bye. see you in your kitchen, right? Where, you, <laughs> where it all happens, <laughs> all the meals get made. And um, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. And we'll definitely catch up in a few months and see where you guys have gone and gone to and grown with your Shark Tank connections and congratulations on your success. Thank you. And I look forward to it. It'll be my pleasure. Great. Have a great day. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to A Street Smart MBA with Sarah Shaw. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to get the latest episodes anytime, anywhere. And we'll see you on the next one.